You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. Join us on our journey to explore these mountains and discover how they fuel a spirit of adventure. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. 2020 has no doubt been a challenging year for all of us. It has been full of turmoil and unrest for our nation, and we have become a nation more divided than at any other time in my lifetime, and by all accounts, it seems like it will take a long time to heal. But as I reflect on this past year, I remain optimistic and I will strive to choose joy over sadness and hatred. I do believe reconciliation is possible and not out of our reach. I believe in the American people and in the American spirit. And when I pull back and pan out, I find myself reflecting on the fact that there is still so much to be grateful and thankful for. I have always looked to nature and the mountains for rest and solitude. I have spent time in the Rockies, Sierra Nevada mountains in Spain, the Swiss Alps, the Western Lowlands in Albania, Black Forest in Germany, the Ozarks of Arkansas, Shenandoah, upstate New York, West Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky, and East Coast favorites like the Great Smoky Mountains, the Southern Appalachian Mountain Ranges, and my home, the Blue Ridge Mountains. But I will confess, as much as I have enjoyed them, I have also taken them for granted. I mean, honestly, how many times have you and I ventured out to enjoy the mountains of Western North Carolina, Tennessee, or Virginia, or really wherever you live for that matter, and have given any thought to those who came before us and long ago made it possible for our natural resources to be preserved and protected and even developed for us to enjoy? Think about it. When we want to hike or check out a new place to visit or camp, we search the internet. We buy a map. Download a mobile app. Pack our gear designed to make our adventure more comfortable and accessible. And then we load up, jump in our car, and head out to explore. Never giving any thought that there's an entire industry that has made all of this possible for us to enjoy. I have to admit, I've taken it all for granted if I'm being honest. But the truth is, there are people who have made it their life's goal to preserve and protect our natural resources and have fought hard for sacred spaces and lands to be protected and set aside for generations upon generations. There are people and companies who have developed maps, guides, clothing, gear, and who have spent countless hours maintaining trails, points of interest, and tourism destination materials to make our adventures and explorations exciting, restful, and easy to navigate. As I reflect back on this year, there is still so much to be thankful for. But what I find myself reflecting on as it relates to the outdoors are the people who have made my escape into the mountains as a diversion from the craziness of the times even possible. I am sorry that I've taken them for granted, and I want to make sure that I take some time to express my gratitude for all that they have done and continue to do to make our adventures and places of refuge possible. I'd like to share five main categories that I'm extremely grateful and thankful for this year as it relates to Exploration Local. They're not listed in any particular order of importance as they are all very important to me. Number one, conservation groups and volunteers. I have so much to learn and discover about the formation of the trail systems and river protections in our mountains, but my modern day heroes are the many conservation groups and volunteers like the Blue Ridge Parkway Association, Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail, Conserving Carolina, 
American Whitewater, Green River Keepers, Southern Appalachian Highlands Conservancy, G5 Trail Collective, Friends of the Smokies, Friends of DuPont Forest, Sorba, Pisgah Area Sorba, Destination by Design, and literally so many others. These groups fight hard and lobby on our behalf of our natural resources so that you and I and generations to come will be able to enjoy the outdoors. I am sure there are numerous other organizations that I have not mentioned. I probably have not discovered them, but I encourage you to check them out, the ones I've listed, and find a couple to support either with your time or money or perhaps even both. When you and I are invested in an area or community, we are more likely to be connected and have a sense of ownership. We are more likely to do all we can to help protect and preserve our favorite trail, river, or place. And we are even more likely to continue preserving our natural resources for generations to come. Number two, national forest, state forests and parks. And by this, I mean both the places and the people that operate and protect them. We all know that familiar saying, you really don't know what you have until it's gone. But that took on a new meaning for me this year in a way that I could never have imagined. As COVID cases increased and it was imminent that the pandemic was worsening, people naturally escaped their cities and towns that were closing up like stacked up lines of dominoes falling and sought refuge in the outdoors. Our forest, parks, and places like the Blue Ridge Parkway were still open for people to enjoy, but unfortunately, a reduction in staff and finances forced facilities to shut down and no one was present to ensure parks were monitored, safe, or even clean. I could increasingly see the impact getting worse day by day. The concept of leave no trace was apparently lost, and trash began to pile up at pull-offs and rest areas along the parkway. Backcountry emergency roads were blocked due to people parking really wherever they wanted, and there was an increase in trash and debris left along the trails and roadsides. Even large pallets were left burned on the side of the road as people came to watch sunsets. And then, in the blink of an eye, even the outdoors was shut down. For the first time in my life, outside of a natural disaster, inclement weather, or state government budget freezes, the outdoors suddenly became inaccessible. In that moment, I instantly became aware just how sacred our protected natural resources were and how I have taken for granted that they will always be there whenever I want to go explore. I have also realized just how invaluable Forest Service and rescue personnel are. I will add these folks to the list of uniformed people that I will give thanks to whenever I have the chance. I encourage you to do the same. Number three, local outfitters, guides, and manufacturers. Another thing the pandemic has taught me is how critical small businesses are to our local economies and how their connectedness gives our communities their identity and strength. I could probably Google what gear to buy or shop online at big box stores or Amazon for my gear, but I am thankful for my local outfitters. They give us a sense of place, local knowledge, and hints and clues about local areas and things to do beyond just making a sale or picking up a piece of gear. They intimately know the area and have made it their life's goal to create a business that supports our sense of adventure. As I think about it now, the same holds true for breweries coffee roasters, bakeries, artisans, private cabin and lodging host, and local guides who help us experience the area unlike we ever could on our own. I recently spent over an hour picking out the perfect hiking shoes for my 16-year-old daughter at the Nantahala Outdoor Center. It was truly one of the best customer experiences I've ever had. The guide was thoughtful, 
patient and sought to understand exactly what types of hikes my daughter enjoyed and eventually found the perfect pair of hiking boots for her. I have been visiting the NOC since the mid-90s, and after that experience, though, I'll continue to be a customer. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. I had a bad case of poison sumac, and the staff member overseeing the backpacking section was just as thoughtful in her approach with me helping find the right soap as she would have been if she were helping me find a perfect sleeping bag. On another occasion this summer, USA Raft in Irwin, Tennessee helped give me and two of my daughters the greatest stoke with an amazing series of SUP lessons on the Nolichucky River. Their customer service, attention to detail, understanding of the local area, and just how to customize our lessons to give us the greatest possible experience was brilliant and much appreciated. We will forever be fans of USA Raft and their killer staff and ownership. And I would be remiss not to share one last story. I enjoy mountain biking, but I am more of a beginner to intermediate rider with an old hardtail Gary Fisher. I would love to have a modern full suspension bike with upgraded components because the terrain out here, honestly, it can beat you up and it can beat your gear up. I've taken my bike to the hub in Pisgah Forest on a few occasions and most recently had some upgrades and fixes done. If you're into mountain biking and have knowledge of this area, you know the hub and many of the other outstanding bike shops in the area as well. You also know that they sell high-end bikes, much more expensive than my Gary Fisher. But not once has the hub ever made me feel less than or turned their nose up at me or my gear. They've helped me pick out the correct parts and even custom order them when they weren't available in their shop. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. I could go on and on with stories just like these, but the point I'm trying to make is that I am thankful for local outfitters and guides whose mission is to give you and I the greatest stoke and experience. May we never, ever take them for granted. Number four, visual storytellers. I am careful not to rank these things I am sharing with you today, but if I was, this category would probably have to be near the top, especially this year and in this season of life. When everything was shut down indefinitely, it was this group that helped me cope the most. I've met some amazing photographers, videographers, guides, and authors along the way, and these storytellers have helped me learn so much more about this area. I've not only learned about photography, but I've learned about so many places that I didn't even know existed, and they've helped me shape my own personal explorations and adventures, not only for myself, but for my family as well. As I have peeled back the layers and met more and more people, what I realized is that my network of fellow adventurers was growing as well. I am grateful that, while I could not get out and explore the areas I wanted to because of the shutdown, these people helped me grow my list of places to visit by sharing their amazing photographies, stories about places they've been and where they're going, as well as give me a constant visual of what my future explorations would reveal. Number five, local tourism, land planners, and influencers. I can't necessarily say this is a category I've taken for granted, but perhaps a better way to say it is that it's really one that I had very little understanding about. Yet, it is a category that I'm extremely intrigued by and can't wait to dive deeper into. The part I probably have taken for granted is that trails and greenways are there for our enjoyment, and they always will be. At least that's what I assume. But have you ever thought much about who designed them, mapped them out, built them, and who maintains them, pays for them? Yeah, I know. Me neither. It's not that I haven't cared. I just haven't known. 
If you are a regular listener, you are probably familiar with Destination by Design and the Pisgah Map Company. Those are two of the most recent episodes for us. I definitely encourage you to check them out if you haven't listened to them already. These two groups are heavily involved with land planners, trail designers, local government and user groups, and others. And they plan, create, and tell the story of new trails and resources. But I have recently been following some new trail development in the Old Fort area, as well as the Acousta Trail being planned by Conserving Carolina that, when combined, will offer over 54 miles of new trails in relatively unexplored areas. And that's all for you, me, and generations to come to enjoy. I am grateful for these types of groups and organizations that continually seek opportunities to provide quality recreation to mountain towns that will no doubt benefit from place-based economics and opportunities. Earlier I said there were five categories, but there's really six, and probably the one I am most thankful for, and that is you, the listener of this podcast. I am humbled that the podcast has had nearly 2,100 downloads, and we are being listened to in over 370 U.S. cities and 17 different countries. I love the Great Smoky Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains. I love the culture, the people, the beauty, and the recreational opportunities. I love the small towns, each with their own unique personality and history. And I love that in these mountains, there is still a remnant of the good old days, where small town main streets were inviting and the pace of life is a little slower. I love that I get to live here. And I love learning about the great people and places that make our mountains special and unique. And for that, I am grateful. And I'm also thankful that you would take the time to tune into this podcast each week and each episode. May you have a happy Thanksgiving. And until we meet again, be safe, wander far, and explore local.